ladies and gentlemen, I have Mark Morell with me. And I'm sitting next to Dietrich Davis, well, across from Dietrich Davis. Yeah, to the left of me. We didn't set up no cameras today. I completely forgot. Right. But um, I wanted to focus more on the audio. This week is a special week. Mm-hmm. We are one week away from the the women's, all women's first pay-per-view evolution. In the WWE, right? Yes. Um, we're going to focus today's episode, all week long, we're going to give you something a little bit different. Uh, 10 greatest women wrestlers ever, 10 worst uh, women's wrestlers ever, 10 mm-hmm. greatest women's champions in WWE, yeah. 10 greatest women's champions in WWE. We're going to talk about too little, too late about WWE and their forced claim to be in the first ones to the women's evolution. Right. We're also going to talk about the greatest women, women's of the 80s and 90s, which get, what's got us here. Yes. And then we're going to do a quick, and then we're, uh, we're going to do a breakdown on the evolution pay-per-view and if i'm right we might be doing a our first live watch okay um that particular week and stuff like that I'm so i'm looking forward to that man when we um when we do that man yeah I really so am. yeah me too that's something i'm like ready for so monday through friday um actually i'm going to start from that sunday mm-hmm. so let me pull up the uh calendar so every day of this particular week we are going to give you a straight up and down women's experience. Word, man. I, I mean, mean, we're not. We can't give you a woman's experience. No, of course not. Of course but not. But we will give you. We'll st- give you some insight on the contributions of women in professional wrestling mm-hmm. in this great sport or sports entertainment. We're going to give it to you because, you know, it's our job to exactly. And so, what better? And what better way to to give props to the women in 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 the sport of professional wrestling than to do it this way. Right. So on the 20 so today's the 22nd. Mm-hmm. So you'll be getting this episode today, another episode tomorrow. Right. On the 23rd, mm-hmm. Wednesday the 24th, Thursday the 25th, the 26th and the 27th. We are going to be giving you that's basically 1 2 3 4 5 6 six really seven episodes cuz I'm going to drop one no, I'm going to do it from today on, 20 right. second down. So we're going to give you in one, ep- in one day, you might get two in one day, or you might get a special one on the 28th itself, plus a live recording. Right on. So early in the day, I will be recording my traditional Important Nobody's podcast probably from 11 a.m. to 3 a.m., and then me and Mark are going to see if we're going to do our first live watch on YouTube. So I mm-hmm. hope you guys enjoy, subscribe. And this, that, and the other. So we are presenting you, wrestlers with experience, Women's Week in WWE and word, around the world. Word, word, So, so we're talking about the ten greatest women's champions of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have heard us do this type of shit before, we are flagrantly disrespectful. Oh, word. Well, I'm a little bit more disrespectful I'm, I'm, than normal. I'm, I'm more reserved, but we about to do the shit now. I think to me, and we'll, and we'll take it back. Um, what the reason of us prompting to do this was because of that bullshit ass uh Dave Meltzer and um the fuckery that he did talking about Peyton Royce. Right. Um about, the person who's about, put no back to Matt right, ever. You know, about a about a month, month and a half back, maybe a month. Yeah, yeah about about a, about a month and a half, almost two months. You know back. what I mean? So it's like um, you know, we figured, well, hey, let's get into it the best way that we know how and go over um, the contributions of women in the sport of pro wrestling. Right, so, and, and the Evolution pay-per-view, which I honestly felt should have been 
WrestleMania weekend. They should have saved that. They mm-hmm. should have just used the garden and did that Saturday night and let the women steal the show yep. and then lead yep. them into people, you know, bring, finalizing their journey for the year at that woman's show and then certain women move on to WrestleMania to perform and win titles and stuff. Yeah, you could have thing. You, you could have did a, a woman's rumble match right then and there that night as well yeah. and had it with that woman the next night then goes on to to WrestleMania. There was so much they could have done, but I think they missed the opportunity. But nonetheless, they're doing it this week, this mm-hmm. coming Sunday. So, Mark, as we always do, I love when you start off the journey of the top 10 worst, starting from 10. You get three honorable mentions okay. after that. All right. But let's start off with your list of 10 and the reason why. Number okay. 10. Okay. Starting off with my 10, best or worst? We doing worst? We're doing the best. Okay, cool. The all greatest right. women's champions of all time. 10 best. So, who's your number 10? Okay. My number 10 is Lita. Okay. Why? Okay. Um... Simply because at that time of the the Attitude Era, uh, Lita was the talk the most talked about woman in the wrestling business outside of now, the was WWE. Was it based off of a dick she sucked or who dick she stopped sucking? I'm going to say prior to whatever dick she didn't even have in her mouth at that time. Because <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of a lifetime controversy. <laughs> there, there, with there's, her. there's there's several um uh, controversies, but that's not of our business, right? That's, that's not here or there. But the, at the end of the day, um. Before she was leader, Amy Dumas, a.k.a. Miss Congeniality, was one of the talk of the towns in ECW. Mexico. In Mexico and stuff like that prior mm-hmm. to coming to uh, Titan. But we're talking about big ass only her star. reign. You feel that her reign puts her at number 10. Yes. Okay. Who do you see at number 9? Number 9 would be Sensational Sherry, Sherry Martell. I put her at number 9 because of her... Um, her reign as the WWF Women's Champion, mm-hmm. and she was also the second to hold the AWA Women's World Title. Gotcha. But her transition from wrestler to manager also speaks for itself. The volume. She did very well. You know, she's managing from the Honky Talk Man to Randy Savage. That's one woman you wish was twenty years young right, right. now, because she can help a few girls out a- on the exactly. roster. Exactly. So you know, between that. Like I said, those two guys, then DiBiase, then Michaels, mm-hmm. then transitioning over to WCW, managing Flair, managing Harlem Heat, managing uh, just the end all to be all of every wrestler that you could think of. Mm-hmm. She's pushed and helped She's guys get to the main event. Right. Who's Now who will come in at your number eight? Number eight will be Alicia Fox. Okay. You know what I mean? Because when they brought back the Divas title, the Butterfly Belt, she did her thing with that title. Yeah, I'm going to say she's just a trash-ass bitch with that title. I think she was too young for that title. I'll give you that. That's my first disagreement. Okay. I'm not going to say she's not on my worst list at all. But I think she was a person that, because she was the only talented physically. Yeah. Physically talented she car- she one. Carried that, she carried that division. I'll give you a little bit of that. But I still feel, because of the lack thereof, she mm-hmm. couldn't do shit. And not couldn't do shit. She didn't get just due. But keep going. Okay. Uh, We're at number seven now, right? I'm going to say uh, Bono Kano is my number seven. Okay. Why you picked her? Well, she was the first Japanese wrestler to win the WWF women's title. Um, mm-hmm. It was a big deal with her feuding with the, at that time. Though she drew no money. She drew no money at a time when there was no one drawing money in the WWF in the 90s. Um, oh, the 90s drew. Yeah, but, but not the way. What year was this? This 91? was like ninety four. Ninety four. 
Yeah. This was yeah. ni- this was ninety four, ninety five. She so, showed up with some long ass spandex and ran away. Right, right, but wasn't nobody drawing no fucking money in that company at the time, regardless of what anybody say. But her, you know, if, her, if her, fans her, are showing up in the yeah. in the houses of book, people drew money. Now, the company drew money. Maybe Shawn Michaels drew a little, drew, but but yeah, Brett he, definitely did not draw. Okay, so <laughs> listen, yo. Anyway, but keep going. So who do you bring in at your number six? Okay, number six will be Melina. Okay, why do you say Melina? Okay, three-time women's champion, uh, two-time Divas title holder. But does that? But does how many times they hold the belt determine makes them great? Because there's been some no, people who's necess- held the belt multiple times and, and they suck as hell. Trisnyash, you know. But I mean. She was uh, a good manager as well, mm-hmm. managing uh, uh, Johnny Mundo and uh, what's my man's name? The uh, the bald head run. Uh, yes, the Mercury. Other one. Mercury. Mercury. Yeah, yeah. She to definitely the, um, did that. To the SmackDown tag belts. Batista side piece. Of course, yeah, that helped too. Um, but he I just, fucked her and said, "Yo, go back to your hotel room with Johnny Mundo." Right. Give him sloppy seconds. But or did I, he have to wait till it dry out or cling back together? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is completely foul what we're saying. But still, mm-hmm. outside of outside of all this, you know, we we you know, yeah, it's a little jab. You know what I mean? We're poking a little fun. But you overall, know. I just think that she was she was a pretty decent um wrestler inside the ring. So. Right. And a good manager She and, um, definitely was a decent wrestler. She definitely another one who should be a part of this roster at right. this moment. And you know, not only that, you know, she didn't make the cut for tough enough in 2002, but either way, she, she ended up getting a contract and she made it. There. Isn't it funny how everyone from Tough Enough that failed ended up making it on the show, and the yeah. ones that won it, like Maven, ate yeah. a popcorn machine for life and got thrown out the Rumble and never was seen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he, he's a bouncer. Keep going. Okay, number uh, that was your number what? Shit, you know what? I think it was like six. Start back over. You had who at number ten? I had uh, Lita. Right, then nine. I had uh, Sherry Martell. Then eight. I had Alicia Fox. Right, seven. Melina. That's where you left off at, right? Buna Kano, then then Lita. Right, so Buna Kano was seven, then Lita was six. So who's your number five? Uh, Trish Stratus. Okay, fair enough. I think she would be on everybody's list. I mean, seven-time world's champion, manager of of Albert and... uh, TNA. TNA. You know, she managed those guys. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. but just the transition from fitness model to not knowing how to work green as shit to become uh, the greatest women's champion. Oh, I ain't calling that bitch the greatest. Oh, oh excuse me. What the pub? <laughs> what the public called? Who the public called the greatest women's champion? Are they of using the that branding? Era? She wasn't a part of the Attitude Era. Attitude yeah, Era ended was, in two thousand and two. She was a part of the Attitude Era. When did she debut? Like um, ruthless aggression the, era, maybe, but the attitude era towards the, the towards the end of the of the towards the end of the attitude era, she made her debut. Right. So we're talking like maybe like ninety nine or some shit like that. Ninety nine, two thousand. Because then your first two names shouldn't be there if she was a the Tristratus debuted when. We are going to look at it now. Her debut was two thousand. So I was right. Yeah, she's part of the ruthless aggression era. Okay. So yeah, so there, she's there, at the she's at the sharp edge of the roof. Yeah, at the at the very beginning, right? You know, but the attitude era really officially ended two thousand. Okay, so okay, so that's that's that. That's right so there. crazy. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. So you know, um, multiple time holder of the title, uh, her and Lita are pretty much like feud feuded together. They're they're stuck together like glue. So when you saw one, you saw the other. Mm-hmm. Um, she was involved in a lot of. 
uh, crispy ass angles, which with I thought was with dope. Vince McMahon. With Vince and with Jericho and uh, Christian and so forth. Those things stand out mm-hmm. to me. But mainly her matches with Lita, Mickey James, Are Jazz, you keeping track? What so number forth. is she for you? Um, She's five. All right. She's so a, she's, you sure? Think. So number eight was... No, so who's number four for you? I mean, number four will be Naomi. Okay, Naomi's my number four right now. I mean, outside of her, do you really feel she's that great? I think she's a good performer. But does that make her a great champion? Because her championship ring is a little weird. Well, I think they were trying something. Well, they did something with her, which I thought was really dope. Outside of the injury, Mm -hmm. Um, having her come back and to win the title at WrestleMania. Mm In her home state. Right. Uh, WWE. Forgotten about, though. Yeah. WWE don't normally do those things mm-hmm. um, as far as, like, giving the hometown hero. Uh, yes, in the recent 10 a, years, in a, yeah. In a big, you know, a chance to shine at the big stage in their home state. That was a big deal. So that's why I put her up there like that. You know, she was also um, the first ever FCW champion as far as, like, their developmental before they before it became NXT. Mm-hmm. And then she was brought up on the NXT. FCW's women's the, champion. Right. You know, so she's done a thing right now. And then she has a pretty decent, uh, nice marriage tie-in now that she's uh, married to to the Samoan family yeah, tree. Yeah, they job out the Facebook now. Yeah. yeah. And so, she's in a nice little tag team with her and Oscar. Her and Oscar, right. Which so, they really should do something with. I would hope so, too. All right, so who's your number three? My number three would be Medusa. Okay, fair enough. That's that's self-explanatory. Right. You know, it's it, Medusa. And anybody another knows- woman who belonged in this generation cuz I think yes. her and Charlotte were still shows. Yeah. with their ability. Yeah. yeah. And I think because a lot of women didn't have the roster they have now that we never got to see their potential pushed to the limit. Right. We never seen any a lot of women's full potential. Right, exactly. I got to agree with that. So who do you got at number 2? Number 2 will be the current NWA World's Champion, Jazz can't disagree with you on that. You know, she's the number two right there. I mean, um, she put some, uh, she put her, her foot down everywhere she went. Right. You know, so you can't deny her on that. Couldn't even me to her. Nah. <laughs> I mean, she'll two piece you. Yeah, she'll two piece you after you Fuck me too. Fuck a me her. too, she'll piece you. And then Rodney Mack might me to you. Facts. <laughs> yeah. And who will you have as your number one? Jacqueline. All right. Why do you pick Jacqueline? I don't think Jacqueline was that great of a champion due to the fact that she didn't have the roster she No, she didn't have that, but the fact of the matter is that she was a trailblazer, a trendsetter in the business. Um, wrestling men mm-hmm. from the beginning, winning the Cruiserweight title. Not the first to do it, but one of many. One of many to do it, you know, but the first black woman to do it. And, um, you mm-hmm. know, she also played a big part of developing... Um, in my opinion, the the career for the worst, I think my number one worst. Well, we'll talk about that on the next episode. But but she played a big part in helping to develop her career. Right. Um, Now I'm going to give you all my top ten list. My top ten list is not based off of title reigns. I want to make this clear on this one. Mm -hmm. It's not based off of title reigns. If I liked them or didn't like them, I based it solely off of business, one, two, how they affected the future. Three, what they mean to professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Four, actual ring ability. And five, charisma. So All this right. is how I based these particular women on. So someone, oh, excuse me, before we jump to that, who's your three honorable mentions? Oh, my three honorable mentions. Molly Holly. Mm-hmm. Who else? Uh, 
If you only got two or one, it's okay. I'm going to also go on to say uh, China. I got to put her up there. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, Ivory. All right. Um, at number 10, I got Sensational Sherry. Okay. Um, held down a certain part of the generation, transitioned over very well. At the time, at the ability that a woman was trained at, it was phenomenal. She had charisma that mm-hmm. was through the roof. Yep. We would not have the balance of Shawn Michaels we got without her. Right. Um, at the time, again, lack of talent, but still great champion, was recognized, and she had an it factor, whether she was a manager or champion. Right. So I got her in the top 10 greatest champions. Mm-hmm. Number nine would be Ivory. Ivory transitioned from national television onto WWE television after the ending of Glow. She is a she knows how to wrestle. She can go. Ivory had very strong characters, and every time she had the woman, when she had the women's championship, there was six to seven women in the company at yep. that time that she can trade that belt with yep. and actually have real matches. And Ivory looks like someone that can go today. Just um just on that, she had a it factor. You always looked at her. You yeah. either wanted to sleep with her or have dinner or have drinks with her. Yeah. You could tell she was a natural wild child. So for me, number nine would be Ivory. All right. Number eight. And the reason why I got her number eight is Trish Stratus. She was a person who she held that roster together very, very well. She was a part, a part of a lot of shitty angles I did not like. But she had an it factor. She actually knew how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. As every year went by, she her style improved. Right. She got better and better and better. And I think her, the weak thing with her was that she got thrown a lot of females who didn't know how to go. So it came down to her and Lita just knowing each other yep. very well and understanding how to work. And then came the Victorias and all of them mm-hmm. and shit like that. At number seven, I got Molly Holly. Another it factor. She did it well. She wasn't a long-reigning champion, but she was the first of a class of women who didn't have to show a bunch of skin to perform. She wasn't a part of a lot of the gimmick shit, but again, had an it factor, decent champion, and she was around that time to win. A woman stayed in the company. You earned your spot at the embassy. The the bra and panties kind of pulled back slightly before it returned again with the Divas Championship. Um, At number six... I got Beth Phoenix. Okay, okay. Beth Phoenix, when you hear, I say more than 70% of the women talk, they say Beth Phoenix. Yeah. They say Beth Phoenix and how they motivated her. Maybe because Beth Phoenix didn't have to show off too much of her body. She walked out there. She was muscle toned. She can actually go. She's a She was a woman's woman, and I think that's a wrestler woman who can go today. Yep. She had an it factor, and... Seeing her in China and China's prime in WWE right after DX face-off would have been probably one of the greatest moments yeah. in professional wrestling history. That would have been a passing of the torch, too. That's a real passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, Alundra Blaze. Okay. She's a woman who I believe she's a great champion. I believe she had. A, she's a very beautiful woman. She had an it factor. She was tall. She was lanky. She was muscular. Mm-hmm. She knew how to go, but she's a woman who suffered from the lack of woman talent. And I think yeah. Alundra Blaze, as all the women I mentioned, a woman that can hang in this roster today with 20 years young, well, younger or 10, 15 years younger and word, wipe the roster word. fucking clean. And Alundra Blaze versus Charlotte would be something that would have knocked the house down. I think so, too. 
Um, number four is jazz. All right. If anyone knows jazz, like we were talking about on an episode from a week and a half ago, jazz is that bitch, as she calls herself. Not only is she the current NWA champion, which she seems like that's the only woman other than Tessa Blanchard that could probably possibly be her only competition today. Yeah. Jazz can go. Jazz was a legit tough bitch. She knew how to mix it up with anybody. And WCW, she wrestled the dudes. It didn't matter who. I mean, ECW. ECW, She wrestled the dudes. It didn't matter how she was getting down. And Jazz is also a victim of a lack of women's talent in the WWE. Um, But Jazz today, I think Jazz could walk into the WWE today and still be one of the most scariest competitors in the WWE. A threat to the the titles. Right. And I would love to see girls like Bailey go at it with her, Sasha Banks go at it with her. If it was on an indie scale, it would have to be Tessa Blanchard. And I also would definitely love to see how her and Ember Moon show out in the ring. Word. Just one of those just two powerhouses, physical, small stature powerhouses doing it. Then she would she would expose somebody. Sorry to say she would expose Sasha. Mm-hmm. But she also would expose uh what's the one with the blonde hair now? Who dropped Alexa the bus? She would expose Alexa Bliss at a large scale. Eat her alive, bro. Yeah, she would definitely expose her. But Charlotte would give her a run for her money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they may have, you know, alleged heat with each other. Maybe. And then at number three, I got Jacqueline. Okay. Now, the reason why I picked Jacqueline, another, tra- like you said, trailblazer. Um, I think, believe it or not, she made Sable look completely fucking good. Mm-hmm. And she can And if it wasn't, if it wasn't for her, there'd be no fucking Sable. And a lot of the shit that she did in WCW with attacking the dudes and her being in Texas and training with men and wrestling with men, great champion. I don't think no one would doubt her being on their list. But she is definitely one of those women who you just got to give a ding respect to yep. and credibility to to how she does things. Um, number two. And one of the only millennial champions I'm going to give credit to, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is going to be in this company 20 years from now. Yep. She <clears throat> will have a job in this company. She will be an agent in this company. She has helped more women get over than anyone. Sasha's highest point is only when Charlotte it was in the ring with her. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte is up there as those top 10, and Charlotte will probably have the belt as many times as her daddy does. Yeah. And Charlotte also doesn't need a title to be recognized as a true champion. Right. My number one is number one for a reason. She There will be no women's movement without her finalizing and defining everything about a woman. And she's the first woman. She's something that all women mention. And she's a stable to all of them. And it's the late Joni Lawler, China. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that, because China came from a position where they had to fight to get her in the company. She got over in the company. Mm-hmm. She became she was the first woman to carry a man's fucking title and we did not question that right. she was carrying a man's title. She didn't have she wasn't the greatest female wrestler in the world, but she set the tone to so many little girls at the time mm-hmm. who were in the business today. And I say 100% of them will mention China's name. Yeah. Though she did adult film, she definitely needs to be in the Hall of Fame, even if you do it off camera, she, she was, should be given yeah. a plaque on the Hall of Fame. She was also like one of the first, she was the first and only woman to compete in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And she wrestled the men. 
and she wrestled in Impact Wrestling as well. Right. Her last match with uh, with Kurt Angle in a tag match. Yeah, so I got to give that. You know, people may disagree with that one, but China is definitely in that listing for that for a reason. Okay, now your honorable mentions. My three honorable mentions will be Victoria. Victoria held the fort down for a short period of time, but she's also one of the best female wrestlers in the business that is not recognized or given no credit to, and she definitely belongs in the WWE Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And it's not because that was John Cena's side piece at one point. Right. Um, she started off as the whole for the Godfather. Right, but you know what? She worked her way up, and that's yeah. one bitch that, again, even at this age she is right now, yeah. she could outperform the whole roster with a knee brace and all. It's true, and oh, I just realized too, she also she might have held a hardcore title as well. Maybe I think so. So she, her, and you know, she's just phenomenal. She's great. She's a beautiful woman, and you know, she was actually one of the bigger in stature females at the time. Yeah, but she moved like a fucking cat. Mm-hmm. Um. Mickey James, because again, Mickey James is better than the whole roster. Yeah, and they do not <laughs> let her, they do not let her show it. And Mickey James should have walked should have walked out of WrestleMania as champion. And it She's wouldn't have those, hurt. And it wouldn't have hurt. Mickey James could, is one of those women that there's a torch there for her to pass. And I think WWE not allowing her to do that hurts her. But Mickey James right now they're wasting her talent, and she should have been women's champion. And she they could have built her to be that big girl to take the belt from, right. and given her that seventh reign and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I forget her name, so sadly, but CM Punk's wife, AJ Lee, phenomenal fucking wrestler. She actually drew tickets. She's one of those people that little girls dressed up like she was a part of it. And when she left, you knew something was missing for a while, and it took a while for AJ's Lee's spot to be filled. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely my honorable mention. All right, cool. cool I mean, cool. I'm just saying, it's a short episode. It wasn't long. This is what we call our gimmick episode. I forget which number gimmick episode this is, but it's the return of this is our women's gimmick edition right. episode. So we thank you guys for listening. Tune in tomorrow for the top 10 worst Women's champions of all time. We just trying to get you through a quick bus ride or a quick train ride while you listen to this, whether Mm -hmm. it's on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Google Play, iTunes. Mm -hmm. Are we anywhere else? Uh, believe that's let me see iTunes, um, Stitcher, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Play, Google Podcast. Yeah, yeah and that's it. it. Yeah, that's pretty, all right. Yeah, so that's what we all are. Make sure you download us, subscribe to our podcast, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is Dietrich Davis on demand. Um, we're going to be doing a big giveaway soon. And remember, all this week is uh the wrestlers with experience, women, the women, the women's evolution yeah. of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. and possibly the imaginary re-evolution. Of professional wrestling. Right. So, guys, enjoy the show, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, that's pretty (laughs) much it.